Good morning, North Main. Uh, my name is Matt McCarrier, and I am a member here at uh, North Main, and I am just uh, so excited to be here with you this morning, and I'm just uh, real honored to uh, be asked by Brandon to share with you. Uh, it's a weird time. It's definitely strange sitting in the sanctuary uh, preaching to an empty sanctuary, but I know that um, I'm actually preaching to our congregation. I know you guys are there, um, and so I'm genuinely, from the bottom of my heart, excited to be there with you this morning. Uh, I just wanted to tell you all um, a big thanks. Uh, I just wanted to say thanks and just genuinely say how impressed I am. I've just been hearing all sorts of things about what people in our congregation have been doing, not only making masks, but they're also um, taking care of the elderly. They've been buying groceries. People, I've been hearing stories of people um, getting people food and different things, and it's just been absolutely amazing. And on top of all of that, um, the giving has been coming in, and uh, it's amazing to see that happen. It's so, we, uh, we weren't sure what this was going to mean for the church when all this happened. We knew God was going to protect us and be here with us, um, but genuinely to see our congregation join together and, and uh, even though people are scared, people are hurting, people are in a time of um, trial, uh, they're still stepping up and they're still um, coming out and showing God's love. And so I'm just so excited for that. Um, if you want to continue to give and make sure that um, those uh, ministries continue to keep going, keep going, um, we would want you to um, know that there are actually several options of ways you can give. We know that we aren't going to be here um, in the sanctuary for a little bit, but um, you can still give. You can still um, financially support those ministries if you're able I mean, there's actually three ways you can do that. The very first way is you can go to our website, which is www.northmaincog.org. And um, in the top hand, right-hand corner of that website, there's going to be a Give tab. It's G-I-V-E. Uh, if you click on that, it's going to give you all the instructions on how to, uh, to give online and through the website, and you can do that at any time you like. Um, the other way is you can also text to give, and the instructions for that will actually be on the bottom of the screen um, as we're talking here. You can also do that anytime you'd like if you'd like to use that. Um, it's pretty cool, real easy to do. Just follow the instructions there, and, uh, and that's uh, available for you. Uh, the last way you can is that even though our uh, church building is currently closed, there are still people coming in, checking the phone messages, checking the mail. And so um, if you'd like to mail in an offering, you can do that. Uh, the address is 1201 North Main Street Extension in Butler, PA. And again, there will be people checking those, making sure they get to where they need to go. Um, again, if you need anything, um, we're reaching out to our community. We know that um, this isolation is tough. We know that quarantine is hard. Um, I can tell you from my own personal experience that my wife and, uh, and my daughters, uh, they've been quarantined for a little while, and it has been not, not an easy time for them. I mean, you, you love the people you're with, but after uh, 23 days, uh, you kind of want to get away. And so... If there are things that are going on where, where you're struggling, if there's things where even if you need to talk to somebody, if there's um, any kind of mental health issues that are happening, we want you to know that we're here for you. Um, people are here answering the phones, checking messages. Feel free to call. Feel free to um, send in a letter. Or if you know someone in the church, reach out to them, right? We know um, that this is a time that we as a congregation need to band together. Uh, thinking back on what Pastor Brandon talked about last week, this is a time for unity. Um, so if you need any of that, please, please reach out. Reach out to somebody. We want to hear it. Um, we can't help you unless we know what needs done. And so um, we encourage you to do that.
before we dive into the, the uh, sermon this morning, uh, I just ask that you join me in a, a time of prayer, and we'll go before God and just ask him to uh, prepare our hearts uh, for the, the scripture we're going to be reading. Join me in prayer. Dear God, we just come before you this morning, and we praise your name. We praise your name because it is worthy of being praised. God, we are in a time that is scary. We're in a time that is trying. We're in a time where a lot of people are hurting. And God, we know that in those times, it can be hard sometimes to see the light. Sometimes we feel so just piled upon by bad things. Seems like one thing after another after another. And sometimes it's hard to understand what's happening and it's hard to remember who has all of this in the palm of their hand. And so God, we just pray this morning. We pray and we lift up ourselves to you. We give you all of our fears and all of our doubts, all of our concerns. God, we know that in the midst of this chaos, you are a rock foundation, God. In the midst of all of this stuff, the, the news that comes out every day, the sifting sands of, of this person said this and that person said that, and God, we just are trying to find truth. God, you are that truth. You are the stability. And so, God, we pray this morning that um, you open up our hearts, you open up our minds. If there's things that are weighing heavy on us, if there's things that we need to hear, God, allow us to hear them. Allow this word to pierce through us. Allow it to convict us. Allow it to comfort us. Allow it to let us see in a new way. God, we praise you and we lift you up. In your name we pray. Amen. So, like I said, I am very excited to be here with you this morning. Um, I know that I am not actually here with you personally, but um, I am speaking to you through your computer. I can um, tell you that it, like I said before, it's a little bit weird, um, and I'm hopefully, uh, hopefully I'm going to be get through this pretty, uh, pretty good. I. Uh, I am actually speaking on a topic that I was supposed to speak on at the very first uh, weekend of the lockdown. So when right before we went on lockdown, I was scheduled to preach and I was scheduled to talk about um, joy. And we're going to be talking about joy and sometimes how we may misplace our joy onto man-made things. That's what we're going to be looking at this morning. And so that was what I was going to be preaching on a few weeks ago. And, and uh, Pastor Brandon and I were going back and forth, back and forth, and we were trying to decide uh, whether or not we were going to have um, service. And I remember kind of going through my head, like, is this even real, right? And, and I remember Pastor Brandon, he kept reaching out to me. Um, if you don't know, I have Crohn's disease, and so my immune system is suppressed. And so uh, he kept reaching on me and saying, are you sure that you uh, want to do this? Are you, do you want to come out? And are you sure you're okay to be in a big crowd? And, I was, and it was at the very earlier stages. And I said, yeah, you know what? I think you know, it's going to be okay. I'm going to try. And, and we kept going back and forth. And finally, we decided, you know, we're, we're going to go ahead and do it. 
And uh, then the orders came in that uh, everything was shut down. And so I got the call uh, from Brandon later on that night and said, hey, you know how we decided we're gonna do it? We're actually not. And so uh, he uh, came up and did the first online um, service and just it was a really awesome way for him to come out and to reassure you um, but in this time we still wanted to be able to speak on this topic and so i'm really really happy that i got the opportunity to share this sermon with you um, i think it's really really important for what's going on right now just so incredibly poignant for the situation that we find ourselves in and uh, it, it's amazing to me how scripture does that how scripture can take something that's thousands of years ago and it's the exact same you know i think it's because as human beings we don't really change um we experience the same things it's why we can have comfort knowing that even though christ came thousands of years ago he experienced the same things we did he had the same thoughts um he had the same um, doubts and the same temptations and uh, we celebrate Easter a few weeks ago and it's just so exciting um, to know that the God of the universe has that in common with me it's also very convicting right uh, the God of the universe knows exactly how I think and how I doubt and uh, how I stray and that's a little bit what we're going to be talking about this morning is that as Christians we know our joy comes from God. Um, at the end of the day, uh, we're, we're, the joy, the, the answer to where do you find joy is God, and it's always going to be God. But the sad thing is, is that we oftentimes just convolute that um, unnecessarily. We, uh, we, do, we heap things upon ourselves. We, we go down wrong paths, and a lot of times we try to find joy in so many other things. So it's not so much about where do you find joy. The question is, how do you keep from distracting yourself from God? How do you keep from um, searching for other things or looking at other things or being um, consumed by things that are not God? And so it's, it's funny to me that we're going to be talking about joy and how to find joy in God in the midst of such a time of trials, such a time that uh, joy seems very far from um, within our grasp. Uh, it was funny because uh, my wife and I, Pam, we were talking and uh, we were talking about how in 2019 we were getting ready for the new year and we sat down and we talked about all these things that had happened. And 2019 for my family was a really, really rough year. And so we just kept saying like, well, 2020 is our year. And I remember we wrote this little thing down and we said, you know, 2020 is our year. And like we were excited. And it's funny how we can have all these plans and they can be dashed to pieces in an instant. And so if we try to find joy in ways that aren't exclusively with God, our joy is going to be dashed to pieces. I can tell you um, that I know a lot of people during this time are struggling with how to find joy. They're struggling with how to find God, frankly. They're struggling with how to stay connected because I can't go to church. I can't see my friends. I can't go to my Bible study. I can't do these things. I mean, maybe I can go online, but I can't experience it the way that I've always experienced it. And so they feel totally cut off from God. I've talked to numerous people who this is the situation where they find themselves in. And I can tell you honestly that um, 
in the midst of all of this that has happened, that has not been my experience. And it's not because I have some sort of magical relationship with God or anything better than some of these other people. Actually, a lot of these people that I've been talking to are people that I consider um, giants in the faith, people that I have looked up to in my life and people who I take a lot of um, counsel from. And so it's not a judgment, but I have... I think because of my experience, my rough experience in 2019 and the the transition from one church to another church and trying to shift through all of these um, changes in my life, it had forced me to find God in a new way, to really hone in and say, well, what is my relationship with God look like? Who is God to me and, and, and who am I to God? Um, and so I, that was a whole lot of soul searching and it was a lot of looking at my relationship and saying, what have I elevated and put at the same place as God and what have I been lacking in my relationship? Where have I lost things and where have I added things? Because frankly, I was shifting from being in a leadership role in one church and I was coming into another church into this whole new experience and I was trying to figure out exactly what God wanted and and I felt at first very lost. I think I felt the way that a lot of people are feeling now during this quarantine because everything was changing and I felt like I didn't have that same worshiping family that I had. I felt like I didn't have my Bible study that I had always went to. I felt like I didn't have the kids that I was mentoring anymore. And so how do I do faith? What is it? It felt so, so lost. And I think so many people right now are maybe feeling that way. And I want to encourage you and say that it doesn't have to be And there's ways that we can go about finding joy and reconnecting with God while we're on quarantine, while we're in this place. And it can be a time, Pastor Brandon has said it over and over again, it can be a time that we can use to get closer to God, to benefit, to to build ministries, to build relationships in a way that we've never been able to before. Because it makes us look inward and really question, God, what is my relationship with you? Where am I at? And so this morning, we're going to read a story about um, Israel. And uh, it takes place in the Old Testament. And Israel at this time, it's before um, King David. So right before King David, Samuel, the prophet who um, anoints King Saul and King David as the kings, he's a small child at this time. And uh, Israel is in the midst of a battle. And uh, Israel has put its faith and hope and joy into something that's man-made. And they find that it brings utter destruction. And I think that this story resonates with me because I think back to that 2019 that I had put so much of my relationship with God into other people, into experiences, into specific experiences at the church that I was at prior into specific things that I was doing at that church, at the the worshiping body, that I didn't really know how to differentiate my role in the church from my relationship with God and the the church and the people from God. And and so I I was not honed in on God. I think Israel here is kind of in the same place. And so I want to share this. Um, We're going to be in 1 Samuel 4, 1 through 11. So again, this is 1 Samuel 4, 1 through 11. At that time, Israel was at war with the Philistines. 
the Israelite army was camped near Ebenezer, and the Philistines were at Aphek. The Philistines attacked and defeated the army of Israel, killing 4,000 men. After the battle was over, the troops retreated to their camp, and the elders of Israel asked, Why did the Lord allow us to be defeated by the Philistines? Many of us are asking that right now. Why did the Lord allow this to happen? Why did the Lord allow um, this virus to break out? Why did the Lord allow me to lose my job? Right? This scripture is not some dead history. Scripture is alive. It's speaking to us right now. These people were going through the same thing. They had just experienced utter defeat. Maybe you're experiencing utter defeat. They had just experienced it. And so they say, let's bring out the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord from Shiloh. Let's go, let's go get the Lord, right? Seems to be the right choice. Let's read on. If we carry that into battle with us, it will save us from our enemies. Remember that it, it's important. So they sent men to Shiloh to bring the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord of Heaven's armies who is enthroned between the cherubim. Hophni and Phinehas, the sons of Eli, were also there with the Ark of the Covenant of God. When all the Israelites saw the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord coming into the camp, their shout of joy was so loud that it made the ground shake. What is going on? The Philistines asked. What's all the shouting about in the Hebrew camp? When they were told it was because the ark of the Lord had arrived, they began to panic. The gods have come into their camp, they cried. This is a disaster. We have never had to face anything like this before. Help! Who can save us from these mighty gods of Israel? They are the same gods who destroyed the Egyptians with plagues when Israel was in the wilderness. Fight as you've never before, Philistines, because if you don't, we will become the Hebrew slaves, just as they have been ours. Stand up like men and fight. So the Philistines fought desperately, and Israel was defeated again. The slaughter was great. 30,000 Israelite soldiers died that day. The survivors turned and fled to their tents. The Ark of God was captured, and Hophni and Phinehas, the two sons of Eli, were killed. This is not a pleasant scripture passage, but it is one that I think works well for the situation that we're in. See, the Israelites had experienced something, they had experienced utter defeat. And so their first instinct was to turn to God, but they had lost touch of who God was. They had lost touch of their personal relationship with God and who God was to them and who they were to God. God had become nothing more than a lucky rabbit's foot. And so they thought to themselves, I'm in a time of utter destruction. I need to go get my lucky rabbit's foot. Maybe that luck will change. And it's funny because... They said, that. remember I said that it is important. They said, I want to go and get the Ark of the Covenant. It will save us. Not that God will save us. The Ark of the Covenant was man-made, 
with things from this earth, things that were made by God. The foolishness is so amazing to see, and yet we do this over and over again. I experience loss or hurt. I got to read my Bible more. Or I need to make sure that I worship or sing this song or listen to this or do this. But we don't turn to God. I know this whenever I was first diagnosed with um, Crohn's disease. I was struggling with why God, I, I asked that same question, why would God allow this to happen? Why is it happening to me? And I remember um, just sitting and saying, well, God, I, I'll go to church more. I'll do this more. And I remember just like diving into church more. I mean, I worked at the church, but I was just there all the time as much as I could. And I was doing Bible studies and I was like, maybe I can start new ministries. And I don't know what the idea in my head was, but it was like, if I do enough for God or if I do enough things or if I have enough of these spiritual things around me, then maybe God will take away the suffering or maybe God will rub off on me and have his lucky rabbit foot give me some luck. You know, and, and I look at the Israelites and it's so easy to judge but I just feel bad because I feel like I was in that spot. And it's so hard because they got beat even worse afterwards. And, and our reaction a lot of times then is, well, God, what, what is going on, right? Can you imagine what they must have thought? There are two priests who carry in the Ark of the Covenant are killed. Um, the Ark of the Covenant is stolen. They felt, when they thought they were utterly destroyed, they felt utterly utterly destroyed. They felt like God had been stolen from them, had been taken from them. They felt like they were the lowest of the low after this happened. And sometimes we feel that way. And it's even harder because we feel like we've been doing all these things to please God. We've been reading our Bible more. We've been, we've been coming to church more. We've been doing these things, but we haven't been focusing on God, our relationship with God. See, it's good to do all these things, reading your, your Bible studies and, and worshiping our, our, in our worship services. But here's the thing is that um, not, not the Bible, the scripture is, is given to us by God, but Bible studies are written by men. Um, worship songs are written by men. These are all things that are done by men um, and women, uh, not, not to be sexist. Um, these are things that are done by men and women to praise God. They are things that are created by humans to bring glory to God. And yet, very often, we begin to put those things at the same level of God. Right? I don't want to come to worship this morning because they didn't play the songs I like. I don't want to uh, do that Bible study because, man, he, he said something in there that I just didn't agree with. And so, uh, so you know, I don't want to read that passage because, listen... That passage says something that I don't like. Or that passage is going to get me in trouble. If I reread, you know, some of these Old Testament passages, then I'm going to get torn apart on social media, right? People are going to call me a bigot or they're going to call me, you know, whatever. I don't want to do that, right? I don't want to dig into Scripture, so I'm just going to dig into these things that are made by 
human beings. Because I can pick and choose those things, and I can make those things be what I want them to be, and I can shape them, and I can create them, and I can make those things happen, and so I'm going to elevate them up. Hey, well, you know, I didn't read my Bible for the past two weeks. I didn't pray for the past two weeks. I haven't asked God to speak into my life for the past two weeks, but, you know, I, I listened to Caleb a bunch. Now hear me, church. I am not knocking any of those things. And if you are a person who, maybe that's where you are, I am not trying to disparage you or discourage you. I am, though, speaking from Scripture, trying to challenge us, myself included, because guess what? I fall right into that same category. I fall right into it, and I keep falling into it. Even as a pastor, man, like, there's a lot of times where I'm like, well, you know, I can skip on my Bible reading, or I don't really need to pray. I mean, heck, I... I gave the, uh, the sermon on Sunday, right? But the truth is, is that my relationship with God goes far beyond anything that I can do here or anything that I can consume that's man-made. See, with the Israelites, they had completely lost touch of their relationship with God. And they had put all their trust and all their joy and all their hope into something that was man-made. Maybe this morning you're sitting on your couch or in your bed or, or uh, you know, out in your back porch and you're thinking to yourself, you know what, I don't see God. Every single time I try to put my faith in God, I get let down. I would challenge you to really take stock of what you've been putting your faith into. See, the Israelites thought that same thing right here, but it wasn't God that let them down. See, at that point, God wasn't even in the Ark of the Covenant, right? Do you think it really could be taken if he was in it? He had left. He had left them long ago, and they didn't realize it. And many of us are in that same situation where God had left. He's still there. He might not be speaking into your life the same way. You might not be hearing it. It's like um, a good analogy that I've always heard is that God is constantly speaking and he's constantly working and he has this kind of radio waves that are going. And yet there are times when we are tuned to a different frequency. So the Israelites were tuned to a different frequency. They were tuned to the frequency of man-made things, of the Ark of the Covenant, of the battle that they were in. They weren't tuned to God's frequency. If they were, I'm sure he would have had them do other things. See, Samuel, in, in a verse right before that, was tuned into God's frequency. And he hears him speak to him in the temple. See, God had left Israel in the way that he was no longer going to give them victory in battle. He was no longer going to give them um, the power that he was there. But he had never left them. He was still there using people like Samuel and working within his people. He's still here speaking. He's still using his church in the midst of this virus. He's still using individuals who are tuned in to that frequency, tuned in to God. And so I want to encourage you, if you're not feeling that, if you feel like every single time you've put your faith in God, or maybe the past couple of times I'm trying to lean into God, but I'm just, I'm not getting anything. What frequency are you tuned to? 
Because I can tell you that when I'm tuned into God, and very often I get untuned, right, from, from him, and I get tuned into other things, but when I'm tuned into God, he never fails. He never fails. Because he is a God that is all-powerful, all-knowing, and all-good. And he will not let you down. But he's also a God that works in ways that we don't understand. We don't know what God wanted Israel to do right there because they never checked. They never asked. They never looked into what God actually wanted to do. They thought they knew best. And there's many times in my own life where I feel like I've lost opportunities or I've missed opportunities. I don't know. And it doesn't do good to think on those. There's no point in that. The past is the past. And yet, going forward, I can learn from them and I can say, you know what? I'm not going to be tuned into man-made things any longer. I'm going to look at God. I'm going to focus on my relationship on God. I'm not going to withdraw, right, into myself. That's not what I'm saying. This unity is so crucial. We talked about it last week. And we can find God in that unity. But I'm going to be concerned not about if I like the music or if I am offended by what somebody said in the pew next to me, or if I have read the trendiest, newest Bible study, or if our pastor is the person who um, brings, you know, that is, speaks in this way or that way, or brings the word in this way or that way. None of those things affect my relationship with God. My relationship with God depends on how in tune I am with him. And that comes from doing those foundational practices, reading your Bible, being in scripture, being in constant um, meditation with him, opening up to hearing from him, being in quiet and stillness, seeking counsel from people when you're struggling, turning from sin and repenting. These are the things daily that we do that bring us closer and closer and tune us closer and closer to being in tune with God. Our main point today, I know I've talked a lot, um, but our main point today is that when you focus on our joy on something or someone other than God, joy is just a mirage disguised as hope. See, we can put our joy or our hope in people. You could put it in Pastor Brandon. You could put it in me. You could put it in the praise team. You can put it in um, our building. But here's the thing. We're learning right now, right here and now. Those things are man-made. I'm sitting in an empty building. God hasn't changed. That shouldn't affect our ability to be in community with him, be in communion with him and in unity with him. It shouldn't affect our ability to be praying for our brothers and sisters and praying to God and speaking with him and hearing from him. It shouldn't affect our relationship at all. And I think some of you are realizing that. We're hoping that this is going to be something that's uh, really positive for the church. We want to come back on fire and we want to come back with a greater understanding of our relationship. And so we hope that you're tuned into God during this time. Here's how we do that. Here's our points. We must remember who God is. God is the God of the universe. He's not trapped in a box. He's not confined to a computer screen with me speaking. God controls the universe. 
We have to remember who he is. We must remember who God is. Because that puts us into the right perspective and place. Second point is that destruction always follows when the focus of our joy is on something man-made. So look at those things. What is not man-made? There's not a lot in our world. We know our scripture is, is breathed by God. We know that this world is created by God. We know that we are created by God. We know that we can speak to God. And so sometimes it's hard to focus on things that aren't man-made. And sometimes we become enamored with ourselves by the things that we've created. Uh, but I would just encourage you, take this time where you've been cut off, a lot of you, from things that are man-made. You're trapped in your house. You can't go out and enjoy these things. Take that time and say, you know what? Who I am and my relationship with God does not matter. Um, or those things have no bearing on it. Who I am in my relationship with God matters far more than those things. Take this time to focus on God and start to strip those man-made things away. Bring them down to the level that they belong. Take them down from that elevated place. And then finally, the last point is that even something good can become an idol if it becomes our source of joy. I'm looking around this building and I can think, I grew up going to church here. And I love this building. I was married in this building. Uh, me and my wife, we got married right here where I'm sitting. Um, this building means a lot to me. But it's a building. And if it got ripped down tomorrow, I would be sad. But it, have, it would have no effect on my relationship with Christ or my faith. If we changed our music style and we decided to do something completely different, it wouldn't affect on whether or not I came. Right? The only thing that affects whether or not I'm here is whether or not the word of God is being spoken because that's where my anchor is. And so I want to encourage you, if you have put your joy in something, even something as wonderful as this place or our worship, or, or like I said, a Bible study, or, or a group of people, or a person, even if they're the best person in the world. Uh, I love Brand Pastor Brandon just as much as everybody, but we cannot put our faith and our source of joy solely in that. We must put it in God. We must focus on who God is and what that means for our lives and our personal, personal lives. So I hope, again, I don't want to come off as someone who, who is judgmental. I am not. I'm coming from a place um, where I struggled with this. I struggled with this a lot. Um, I struggled in 2019, just being open. I've shared with you before. I struggled a lot with depression. And part of it came from, from trying to figure out what that was. I felt like my entire existence was just uprooted, and I felt like my faith was destroyed. Um, but I began to realize that I had put so much of my faith into things that were man-made, good things, things that I loved and things that are not things that I would not go back to or encourage people not to experience. Things like, like I said, like small groups and Bible studies. But if that's all my faith is, is that, if that's the depth of my relationship with God, then I will fail 
every single time. And I will experience the destruction that the Israelites experience every time. But if we tune into God, if we look out together and we say, you know what? It does not matter what's happening in this world because we know that we have a God that's bigger than it. No matter what is happening, God is there. And I know that is hard. I know that's hard to do. But I tell you, that's the source of joy. That's how we find it. It's giving up the fear and concerns and worries and experiencing God. Again, I'm so thankful to be here with you this morning. I'm going to close out with some prayer. I hope that everyone is doing so well. Um, I've been praying for all of you. I miss all of you dearly. I'll be looking forward to when this place is just packed out again. Um, and I'm just, I'm so excited about what God's going to do coming out of this and what he's been doing. Um, again, I know it's hard and I know that it's, it's a tough time, but God's moving and he's working and you can rest assured in that. We love you guys so much. Join me in prayer. Dear God, as we go out this morning, we go about our lives, many of us, that looks very different than it normally does. God, many of us are just searching. We're searching for stability, and we're searching for joy. We're searching for peace. God, a lot of times, everything that we look to to find those things comes up short. So God, please allow us, be with us, encourage us, guide us. Let us look to you. Help us to stay in tune with you. We know that you are always there, always speaking, always working, and that it's us who comes out of tune. But we also know that if we're not in tune with you, your power's not there either. And so God, we want that. We want to experience the miraculous in this time. We want to experience who you are. We want to experience healing. We want to experience this faith that is beyond anything we've ever experienced, God. And so this morning, we pray that. We pray to come into tune with you, to come into community with you, to come and commune with you, God. God, we want your power. Not for ourselves, not for selfish but to change this world and make it look more like your kingdom. God, we praise you so much. In your name we pray. Amen. Go in peace. We love you all.